2: Hello and welcome to the Raptors Over Everything podcast via Sports Canada. I'm and Malou. Joining me every week to take Twitter questions from this very um, dedicated and devoted fan base is <laughs> Colin show uh, co-host, Josh Hart. Josh, how are you on this lovely Monday?
1: I'm doing okay. It was a pretty nice weekend here in Toronto. The sun was out. Mm-hmm. Um, the Raptors were not fun to watch, but I... I don't know. I've rewatched Ex Machina. Have you seen that movie with uh, uh Alicia Vikander the Condor and other people? I don't know. It's good. It. All right. It's a good movie. Rewatch that good weekend. It's, that's a, that's the kind of raptor season we're in the middle of. Is off the top of the show. We're talking about what movies <laughs> uh, we watched. How are you, Will? How are you how are you enjoying covering this team professionally and it is the way it
2: is? Um, I think it's like an adjustment period a little bit, but um I think probably the hardest part, I mean, first off, none of the job is actually that hard, realistically. Uh, It is a dream job, so I don't want to complain and seem ungrateful, uh, especially during this time. But uh, uh, relatively, from this this position that I'm in, um, the toughest part is probably having to – so I've committed to writing this, like, weekly column um, that comes out on Thursdays. You know, I think week one I wrote about how this team is very average and they need to kind of make a move to either be – Worse or better uh, than week two? I wrote about Stanley, and this week I'm probably going to write. I'm probably going to write about Utah, and I was thinking like, there's no way I can go 30 weeks. How many times am I going to write about Stanley at Utah in 30 weeks, and how many people are going to read that? So that's probably the hardest I'm, part. But... I don't know.
1: I think I I have like enjoyed the articles. I'm surprised you're not going to do the write the article, sort of saying we need to talk about Kyle
2: because I think. No, nah, no one has the bravery for that. Let's let's be real. Nobody has the bravery for that. I, I, I can barely even ask Kyle a question in the Zoom call. You know, and he doesn't just, even know me. But, you know, I,
1: I, he really he's going to see my Frank big Hayley. head and,
2: and he's going to dunk on me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's been that, this is like the first truly bad week from Kyle since like the 2018-19 season. No, the 2017-18
2: season. He had some shaky moments in the eighteen nineteen season, regular season. He had that zero point game against Milwaukee where they lost in the regular season. Yeah, there was like for, you know he's beating four the games. Front office, yeah. I mean, like a, it's we can like we can start that baby. Kyle, Kyle has been a little bit uh unruly. Let's say uh, he's got,
1: got thrown out of so many games,
2: back to back games. Yeah, we still don't know what he specifically said to the ref, but hopefully it wasn't good. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully it was nothing. He says it was nothing. I, I, you know, the video kind of looks like he's not talking to anybody. So if anybody, it was Fred. So I'm not sure what happened there. Uh, but, of course, Nick gave a different account. And, and then last game, he gets into it with Aaron Gordon, which, listen, you know, I, I, I did record the podcast, and I did appreciate the incident. I thought Kyle was making a basketball play. But on the previous play before that, there is incriminating evidence of Kyle Lowry uh, using his ass as a weapon. Um, on what you could say is a box out it is a box out but it's a very yeah. firm box out um, and I, I can see where Aaron yeah I can see where Aaron's coming from but listen uh, as as I said in the podcast uh, after the game I, I was just very grateful that that happened because it, it made that game a lot more entertaining than Raptors Magic in January but uh, yeah what, what, do, what do you think is going on with Kama? He just seems unhappy or it, not unhappy but just like unsettled you know
1: yeah, I think the team's like general lack of goodness is getting to him. <laughs> He's because... like, "I'm too old for this."
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, I think like, yeah, I wonder what it's like to be making a lot of money but always losing. Like it seems, that seems like the worst place to be, especially when you've won. Like it's like I feel like Kyle Lowry. I think for Kyle, it isn't the success isn't what really sort of he cares about. It's a sustained su- success. So he's able to go out each each night with a squad that people take seriously. Mm. And you can't say, like, you know, sincerely that this Raptors team night to night you have to take seriously because, like, dog, on Friday night they ran out of what's the lineup. The lineup to end the first quarter on Friday night, I'll never forgive Nick Nurse for making me look at this. But it was, like, Stanley, Utah, Bembry.
2: Um, was, who that was, Paul, was that the Paul Watson? Can Watson. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: That was, like, leagues below the standard that this team has, like, run lineups up. Boucher was the last guy. And that's, like, you know, no disrespect to any of those guys, but all five of them on the court at the same time are a weird place mm-hmm. for a franchise to be. And I think Kyle Lowry is getting, getting sick of it because he's
2: he's been on one this week. Yeah, he's he's been, he's been Like he's been in he's been a I was I was gonna call him an edge lord, but I think that's something different. But anyway, um he's yeah, he's I mean, cheer up, Kyle. Listen, like we have we've had a lot of good times here in Tampa. You can go golf, like you know. We I mean hope I mean it seems like Aaron Gordon's gonna be out for for weeks. Uh unrelated, he he twisted his ankle in the same game later on. Um so hopefully he's he's all right, man. But uh yeah, very strange beefs. I mean, in terms of raptor beefs, I I was gonna say that this is the most random one since uh Wale pulled up on uh, Matt Devlin and Leo. You remember that? Yes. Legendary moment, man. Did
1: Wale ever get like a, a like global
2: ambassador job with the Wizards? Okay, I'm, I, maybe I'm not familiar enough with Wale's music, but he doesn't seem like he's big enough to get that job. Do you know what I mean? Like, he, it, yes, like, okay, I understand. Like, global ambassadors think... are like Drake, Justin Timberlake. Or like uh, Usher, with he's a part owner. Jay Z was a part owner. Yeah. I think Wale is not on that level. I, I don't want to sound. I don't <laughs> want to sound like Matt Devlin. I don't <laughs> want Wale to cross the border and pull up on me somewhere in an in undisclosed uh, office in in Toronto. But I do
1: um, think he's very influential in the DMV, like in that region. He's huge. okay. Yeah, he does. He doesn't have sort of a global impact that other global ambassadors do. Hmm. Maybe he's like a regional ambassador.
2: Maybe that's his first title. It's that's, like, you know, that's the funny tri, thing.
1: Is... Tri-state ambassador for the Washington Wizards. <laughs> oh,
2: no, that is funny because I think they did call him a regional rapper, which is actually such a great diss. Like, by accident,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: Matt was like, oh, here's a regional rapper, Wale. Yikes. Anyway, uh, legendary moment. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's a very strange raptor beef, um, which uh, hopefully is resolved. Because, honestly, um, beefs are – Kyle Larry's almost 35 years old. Like, you don't need to be beefing with Aaron Gordon. Yeah, go back to you know diss tracks and your. I would love, I would love the Kyle mm. Lowry diss track. Oh yes, actually though, that, that probably would bang, honestly, because there's that'd probably be, a lot of material you can go to. That would be great. Yeah. That,
1: that I would, and, and, and then uh,
2: he's gonna have free time too. He's just gonna be chilling at class. home. Can't break the COVID protocols. He's hurt, so hopefully he's gonna be okay. But he's gonna have a lot of time in that studio.
1: And I'd love then Kyle Lowry's sons to like record the kid swap version. Ooh. and that's a clapback if they just re-record the song <laughs> just, just two small children
2: oh man yeah my I, yeah I, I, Aaron Gordon man, it's just it's, uh, it's weird i mean he's played a lot of years in the nba Have you, do you realize how long Aaron Gordon's been in the league i feel, i always it's feel like a, he's young he's promising like bro he's been in the league a long time oh well
1: he's at the end of his like
2: full rookie scale extension right? so like
1: year seven no, no bro eight. he's
2: he's fully into like into a second contract right now He's in. Really? He's in year seven of his career.
1: Yeah. No, no, no. But so he's at the end of the contract. You have to take if you're a productive rookie. They gave. Oh him yeah, yeah, yeah. Some yeah. So he's year seven, year eight. Yeah, it's not worked out for him. I think it sucks. They've not. He's he. They should have traded him. I would say at the beginning of last season. Mm. I think. Um, I thought Golden State would have made sense for them, but sort of with. The injury to Steph and then the global pandemic didn't work out for him to land. And then they moved on from that opportunity. But I always thought that he would have made a lot of sense in that system. Yeah. But yeah, it's too bad because he's really clearly very talented and will probably be washed by time he leaves Orlando. And that sucks. Is he from Orlando?
2: He's from San Jose. So honestly, he probably could go to the Warriors. Um, He's the brother of Drew Gordon. Oh, word thought that's like Drew Gooden for a second. And I was like, how is that possible, man? He's like half his age. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, before we get to the questions, actually, we wanted to run through some all-star picks for um, oh, yes. the upcoming all-star weekend, which the NBA is now just forging forward with like, oh, yeah, we're not going to have an all-star weekend. It's un- irresponsible. And now it's like, yeah, let's go to Atlanta for all-star weekend. Okay, sure. Um, that's fine. Um, in terms of East and West picks, so, okay, do you have starters or do you have the whole team?
1: I think I just did starters, but I, I obviously like the interest, the interest is in reserves, but I am more interested in hearing who you have as the reserves debate. But I think the West is easy. Okay. Steph, Luca, Braun, AD, Kawhi. That seems like it's yeah. gonna, that's what's going to happen. Uh, East is uh, Tatum, Katie, Giannis, Embiid.
3: Yeah. No,
1: but yeah. In, uh, Tatum. Does he? he can't be voted a guard, can he? I don't know, man. So, is, does, Maybe. so who knows? If if Tatum can be a guard, then Embiid and I would put. I think Trey beats Kyrie for in the vote.
3: Ooh, and
1: I think that's okay. the only exciting thing that happens. But if Giannis, if um, Embiid can't, if Embiid gets pushed because I don't think Embiid can pass Tatum in the vote, then it'll be Kyrie and Trey. I think it'll be Kyrie and Trey will be in the sort of five six. Last uh, starter vote spot.
2: Okay, so who are your? five Do you have any
1: differences in the starters? Who, who, who are your so five, five east in the starters? East? Yeah, Giannis, KD, Tatum, yeah. Trey, Embiid, Embiid right. slash um,
2: Kyrie. All right. So here's the thing. I okay, Trey Young being in the start. Okay, I don't even know if Trey should be in the All Star game. I mean, I know the numbers are good. Absolutely, the numbers are good. The Hawks have a winning record this year. His teammates have already complained about necessarily, not necessarily wanting to play with him. He was more bubble for me on the bubble in terms of just, like, who might be in it. Because, honestly, I think two Celtics might be in it, man. I think Jalen Brown might be in the starting five. He's been that good. You think the two Celtics? Bro, I hate saying this, but Jalen Brown has been amazing this year, man. Amazing. And, honestly, Kyrie, when he's played, has been really good. James Harden has – I mean, realistically, he's probably going to the All-Star game. Let's be real. It's James Harden. Can he get, um, you think he'll get the votes? So I don't, Giannis I KD. don't really know but he'll probably be a reserve like if you're a coach and you don't put james harden on the on the all-star game, you're a hater you're, you're a right. hater, you're, yeah, a yeah. hater. <laughs> you're a hater so who do, do you think
1: who's the biggest coach vote hater in the east it's i
2: feel like it's nick nurse it might be nick you know you know you know how like teams generally don't vote for their own guy but yeah. nick's probably filling on his ballot like uh yeah i'll give me a uh, fred Utah. Utah. but i can
1: see that i can see that like i i want i feel like nick nurse wants to be able to say to stanley johnson like you know i voted for you for uh, all-star reserve
2: definitely yep
1: get out there and you know uh, go uh get me uh, 18 rebounds tonight it's like i don't i never get that many rebounds but yeah i can see nick nurse voting for only raptors
2: definitely and he's voting daily as as, as it's allowed <laughs> Um, which, uh, honestly, every good, good, good coach should be doing. I mean, if you're not doing that for your team, then what are you really saying? But, okay, so you have KD, B, Giannis, Tatum, and, and Trey Young. Honestly, those five are probably going to be on the team. I mean, as much as I want to hate on Trey, he's averaging like 27 and 10. Um, yeah. For my reserves, I have – because you have 12 players, so seven more reserves. I got James Harden. I got Kyrie yeah. Irving, Jalen Brown, Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, DeMontas Sabonis, and Bam Adebayo. Um, that does mean no Raptors are on the list, which I think it would be the first time in seven years that that has happened. Raptors have had two representatives in the last five years. Last year, they had Pascal and Kyle. I just don't really think Pascal or Kyle has had that kind of level consistency that at at this current moment. Um, of course, you know, Pascal can go on a tear and average like 35 for the next month, which would be awesome. And he'll probably be on this list. But, um, yeah, I mean, Zach Levine's really having a really nice year. Um, Jalen Brown's taking a step up. He's a, a lock for me. Sabonis is a lock. Adda is a lock. Middleton's a lock too. He's been really good. Middleton's um, been
1: Middlet- Middleton has gained significantly on Giannis for being the Bucks' best player, and that should be terrifying yeah. to every
2: Bucks fan. Well, I was more afraid of Chris Middleton um, in that Bucs game that Raptors played them than than Giannis yeah. at the end. Giannis was just yeah. turning the ball over, getting pressed by Stanley and Chris Middleton, like every single time he has an open shot, he's making it. He's shooting. F- this is what Chris Middleton shooting for the season. 51% from the field, 44% from 3, and 93% from the free throw line. He was very close to 50-40-90 f- uh, last year, fractionally off in the two point percentage or the field goal percentage, but yeah, this year he's fully there and the Bucks are quite good again. Um okay, so in the West, you had what, what were your five starters in the so West? Wait,
1: if Chris Middleton didn't have to play that overtime in game 4 of the Heat series, he would have been 50-40-90.
2: No, that didn't count towards it. Those those are playoff numbers. Oh,
1: that's playoffs, that, yeah, yeah, never mind. Um, sir, what'd you ask? Who do you who are your starters in the West? Um, that's easy. So that's Steph, Luca, yeah. Braun, Ad, and uh, Kawhi.
2: Okay, absolutely, those five are on the team. I agree with you. I think there's maybe a case of Lillard starting over Doncic, um, but. Cause I just I, every time I watch the Mavs, Lillard just gets so many votes. People love, and I love Damian Lillard. He's yeah.
1: And it's weird that Jokic isn't going to start the All Star game while being the MVP. But that's just the way that
2: you know. Yeah, the way no, it works. It yeah, I mean, you know, but Jokic will be definitely an All Star. Yeah. I think Lillard will be an All Star. Paul George should be there. You think Jokic can make it?
1: I think he's the one of the guys who's I mean, on the bubble. Oh, I mean, if he would not been injured,
2: yeah. He's I, I, so know, much fun. He is really fun. I would love to see him in that format. Um, yeah. I have Ingram also making it as well. I have... He's been... He's I'm been really happy
1: for that guy.
2: He is good. I mean, the team sucks, but uh, Ingram, it looks amazing time I watch him. Yeah. Um, and he shows up at his post-games, you know, highs <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, he, he wouldn't be the only one. Uh, clearly, he plays already quite well with it, so I don't think he should change anything he's doing. Um, I got Gobert in the game. You know, you kind of have to give the Jazz some, like... No way. You can't have... Bro, come on, man. There's, there, who else would you put on that team if it's not Gobert? Are you going to put Donovan Mitchell in there instead? No, you
1: got to quarantine the Utah Jazz over the All-Star
2: break as as punishment. <laughs> Just because of the Utah Jazz. Bro, they're a half game up. Or they're a half game up on the Lakers for second in the West. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. The, yeah. No yes.
1: man, I hate the Utah Jazz. Right. I, no disrespect to you know jazz fans, but I, I don't. I don't want to watch any of these guys uh, on a Saturday night in February or whatever this game takes place.
2: Bro, you don't want to see Rudy Gobert <laughs> throw <laughs> down two handed dunks in an All Star game. <laughs> no, and are they going
1: to bring back the very confusing format? Like it's. Oh, uh, they know, draft them.
2: They, they should. Uh, I, I, lo- I love the draft. No, no,
1: no. Score. The scoring format where you have to score. Oh. Like, 100 yeah. points in the fourth quarter while maintaining six feet social distance, but pretending there isn't a global pandemic because you're man. doing this completely superfluous game in the first place. Just Bro, sell what are you talking keys? about, man? You're, you're, I...
2: you, you know the winner of the game, the winner of the All-Star game is going to get 250 vaccines donated to their charity of choice or something. That's all that's the NBA operates these days. That's... Um, oh, yeah. But no, nah, you got to send someone from the Jazz. Rudy is the best player in, in terms of impact on the Jazz. Um, so I'm sending Rudy to the, to the All-Star game, and then it got kind of difficult for me. Honestly, in the West, it's kind of TBD. Um, I had I had Shea making it, which is probably a bit of a stretch, but OKC is It'd eight and awesome. ten this year, yeah. which isn't even the worst record in the conference at the moment. And I think, Shea's been I think, great.
1: I think Chris Paul gets that spot. What's the, yeah, fine. Just for you know press effort respect, which is why I also think Kyle Lowry makes the all-star game. What's crazy is that Devin Booker's been bad. Like Devin Booker
2: yeah, he's not, he, after the been...
1: bubble, you definitely thought he would make the leap um in this significant way. And he's just it's not been there. I yeah. and Monty Williams, I was really excited about his start last year. It seemed like he'd help that franchise turn itself around. Well it's because it of Aaron the Baines
2: Air, honestly, it, Aaron it, Baines was amazing to start last year for the Suns. He was really good. Yeah. And now yeah. I do like the bottom of the
1: Western Conference for vibes is Minnesota,
2: Phoenix, and Dallas. Well, that's the thing. It's for the first time in forever. It's actually hard to find 12 like fully credible all stars in the West. Some of those are in, like, I think CJ McCollum, for example, had a great start to the yeah. season, but he's hurt so i Carl don't know Towns, if he makes it Towns, probably he's just not gonna make it the timberwolves are jimmy butler's not really making down.
1: it in the east which is nuts because it's you know he was he, in the
2: finals right and i think honestly he <laughs> could probably end up making the team anyway but bam is absolutely on that team elite still like dallas obviously they only have luca the kings i mean Darren fox is having a nice season but like i don't know if you really know what the kings in there the houston rockets nobody i mean they barely played the season and i feel like I mean, honestly, John Wall and Victor Oladipo are playing well. Christian Woods honestly played so well. He could be all-star level, but you know, realistically not against any of those three guys. And then it's the like plug. Demar with the Spurs, which, you know. If Demar, make, if DeMar
1: making a Demar
2: all-star should make it in the Western
1: Conference is his championship. That is his championship. Damar DeRozan goes as a, you know, kind of suspect starter in the East. Um, I don't even think he's suspect, but that's sort of the book. Like he'd yeah. never make the All Star team in the West. Whatever. Maybe you have a point. Maybe you don't.
3: Well, a but lot if he goes to of, the Western West Conference,
1: came to the East. All the West All Star guards. It's tough to get past them. But yeah, that's why they all left. But if DeMar Rosen is able to make the All Star game in the Western Conference, that's it. You. I don't know where you build the trophy, but or the build the statue, but that's his championship.
2: There
1: you go. You can never take that away from DeMar Rosen.
2: You know. Well, I mean, listen. You should uh, (laughs) um, vote. Go vote for your favorite Raptors. Go vote for them for the All Star game. Um, If you had to pick one Raptor, regardless of circumstances or deserved, um, you know, uh, production or anything like that, if you just wanted to see one Raptor in that All Star game format, who would you want to pick to send to go?
1: Um, I guess the funniest answer is Utah because he would be the most intense and he would,
3: he, would, he would do really the things. Hard.
1: Yeah. That, like that would be funny just to see somebody really try from the first whistle in the all-star game, picking up guys full court. Um, but a, like a realistic answer, I want Kyle to make it. I, I think that um, his career warrants it while his performance this season might not. Um, I'm very emotionally invested in Kyle Lowry's Hall of Fame case and a seventh All-Star game. And he should have already been a seven-time All-Star, but that didn't correct. happen. That's facts. So if he adds a seventh, I think it helps. You know, it helps his case. Seven All-Stars, two All-NBA appearances, one All-NBA, two All-NBA, I think.
2: Two. A gold medal and a championship. Should be three, honestly. Last year, he should have made it.
1: Yeah. Thought, yeah. So but... it sort of would have been two. So that's it. I just want Kyle Lowry to make the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Seven All-Stars. Go two all nba gold medal a championship uh it's pretty good it's like yeah
2: most memorable ass in the nba that's you know when you think about nba assets what do you think about Yeah, it's got to be Kyle Lowry. Yeah, there you go. So seven for seven. (laughs) Hashtag seven for seven. Let's start the campaign. So, all right, let's get to your questions. Um, Thanks everyone for sending in questions as always. When the Raptors come off a win, there are less questions. When they lose, there are like 100 of them, usually with 40 of them being trade uh, suggestions. So this one, first one from Jordy. Um, not, not not Serge's Jordy, but uh, another Jordy. <laughs> I don't think this one is uh, Spanish. Uh, this one says, the rest of the first half schedule is stacked with quality opponents versus conference finals rivals. For the most part, how important is this upcoming road trip and the remaining first half of the schedule to assess this team going into the trade season? So the Raptors are uh, about to start a six game road trip that starts in Orlando, where the Raptors have to play Orlando again, which I'm sure everyone will be thrilled to watch uh and then afterwards That's tomorrow night right that is tomorrow night don't miss it I'm gonna, 7 p.m i'm gonna i'm gonna find something else you're, to gonna, you're gonna make dinner all right <laughs> fair enough um well i have to i have to cover the game but i will be there uh to to cover uh not not physically i would never want to be um <laughs> well i didn't enjoy my first orlando experience but anyway uh tuesday they play orlando then they go to brooklyn on friday saturday a back-to-back in atlanta um then monday they play in memphis wednesday they play uh, washington and then thursday they play in boston so it is a six game road trip it's their longest of the season um so far we'll see what happens to the second half of the schedule but um yeah i mean it's gonna be very important i think if the raptors can go what three and three i think that's realistic maybe four and two would be good but what do you think? Orlando, Brooklyn, Atlanta, Memphis, Washington, Boston.
3: Uh,
1: this is tough. The Celtics are coming off their own road trip because they're in Golden State. That they're like coming from California. Okay. They're like flying from Utah back to Boston before the Raptors get there. Mm. Um, so are are they going to be- forget
2: Jalen Brown in 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 California? Uh, and <laughs> because and Semi Ojale, because otherwise Pascal might got my have a hard time. But I keep going. <laughs> Um, this is tough. This is a tough
1: stretch. Can't deny it. Three and three seems ambitious. I would say two, two and four. I think that they beat the Nets, and that's a highlight. Bro, if they beat um, the Nets,
2: then then we, then we could be talking about a five to one road trip here. Washington's not that good. Let's be real. Washington, they beat. That's
1: the other win that I have. I think tomorrow's really chippy. No,
2: nah, they'll um, win tomorrow. I mean, not to get too confident, but they'll win tomorrow.
1: I don't know. Doesn't, don't you feel like tomorrow's like a real
2: like oh, professional
1: geez. pride game for the Magic? I know that they... They don't have don't, professional they pride. they
2: have... play playing for the Magic.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe they. There may be three and three is possible. I do kind of like them going into Brooklyn with rest. I wonder what the Nets schedule looks like before then. Do you have it in front of you?
2: Um, I, you know, I could pull it up, but uh, yeah, the exactly. Raptors will have three <laughs> off days in between, so... That is plenty of time to uh, train and rest. The Nets, play, uh, but the
1: Nets also have three days.
2: That's you. true, and they play the Clippers right before that. Um,
1: you know, then they have a back on a back to back. They play a the Sixers. That's a huge game for That's going to be very Nets. interesting.
2: I really want to see all those two teams match up because Embiid might have fifty points. Yeah, he's going to score. A- that might be our first fifty of the season. Well, I aside from Steph having like sixty or something, but like, um, yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know.
2: Three, actually, this is kind of not so you bad know, a schedule. I'm talking myself into four and two. That's if the Raptors play up to their full potential. But I think they're losing against the Celtics. Six game of the road trip, second second out of a back to back. That's going to be a tough game for the Raptors. And it's the Celtics who match up well with the Raptors. Uh, and I realistically, I don't think the Raptors can can beat Brooklyn. Um, I just think they have so much firepower. The way to beat Brooklyn is to score a ton yourself. Rhythm, the Raptors yeah. might have like 130 points, but Brooklyn will score. 140. 147. It's just going to be you, very tough. That's all. Do you watch the end of the game yesterday? I did, yeah. I'm, I'm happy for Russell Westbrook because, you know... He needed that. He needed that, yeah, exactly. So I'm happy he got that moment. And it, it came against Katie as well. I like that they've quashed their beef too. Like, they're, 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 they're legendary. Like, they're iconic teammates. Like, it's hard to see them uh, always beefing with each other. Nah, but I mean... All okay, he guess, did was change his, change his job, man. I thought, people at the score aren't mad at me, man. We're still friends. But they don't yeah. subtweet you. They don't, you know, have burners where they say
1: uh, he ha- – I agree. I do think it's <laughs> – Joe, Joe Wolfe
2: What's holding me back. <laughs> um, this guy always wanted me to talk about the Pacers.
1: So Look at the Pacers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Let's go three and three, four and two. How important is it for what the Raptors are on the trade market? I don't think they're going to uncover fundamental flaws that do already they're yeah. not already aware of.
2: They have a good um, idea of what the team is.
1: Yeah, so it may it may make the Kyle Lowry situation worse, but even then, like we said off the top of the show, Kyle Lowry has been kind of a, like asshole to the team this last week, an asshole around. You know, he's he's upset clearly. And that situation might be worse if nothing happens between now and then. But uh, if the Raptors go 4-2, I don't think that any of those problems fix themselves.
2: If they go 4-2, I think us as fans will feel a lot better. The front office is probably not going to judge on a sixth game stretch even though there are quality opponents that are coming up i think we know what the rapid ceiling is um next question from pierre the ideal uh, pascal stat line is 20 points 10 rebounds eight assists he seems at his best um as a point forward he is great but come the end of the game by lack of their options all of a sudden it becomes the pascal iso show it sets him up to fail and it's not his fault am i wrong what do you what do you think I i don't know if like Giving Pascal ISOs to end the game is that terrible because I just don't think the Raptors have that kind of offensive discipline at the moment where they can run a crisp play and get a wide open shot. Just doesn't feel like I'm it's not. happened that often this season. Um and a lot of end game situations well, do come down ISOs. So maybe we're iso with the of... mismatch, but you know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. The the like Pascal end of game situation, it's not even the thing I really Care about like the Raptors give up these like the transition between the like seven minute mark in the third quarter or the sort of uh, five minute left mark and the eight minute mark of the fourth quarter is where the Raptors lose games and that the there's the issue is in Pascal um, isolation <laughs> moves so until they're able to maintain a lead and yesterday it looked promising
2: um but again those that was the magic and like they, they didn't exactly. even seem interested in Minnesota yeah comeback, so, which is kind of sad so
1: until that problem is fixed I'm not going to really hold it against Pascal because I don't I don't really think the Pascal isolation is a f- huge problem with the team the huge problem with the team is what happens when they're five minutes left in the fourth quarter until they're eight minutes left in the fourth quarter because they just lose every game there all the time yeah Every, and it's it's like raptors first quarters are like are okay they'll maybe start out slow maybe start out fast but it'll be close second quarter they will maybe open it up have a four or five six point lead in the first quarter then they'd make it to 12 at the seven minute mark of the third quarter uh, fred kyle and pascal go sit then all but like, it's just all bullshit for the next 12 minutes of game time yeah and uh, until that's not the case or nine minutes of game time until that's not the case like uh i don't know i like your question it'd be i would say solve transition units and maybe pascal's isos at the end of the game won't feel so bad
2: yeah um also the pascal iso is just like that might be the best option they have is like is Pascal isoling going to give you a more efficient shot than Kyle Lowry doing some Kyle mm-hmm. stuff? It's probably no. the same, and honestly, probably the same. Um, and you, I think you would probably want to get Pascal more of those reps than Kyle. So I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't hate the, the idea of it. Um, uh, in terms of the the first half, twenty eight and ten. I mean, that would be fantastic. That'd be a fantastic Pascal game. I don't know if he can average eight assists. I think he's under five now for the season. Um, I think he had this, that
1: great like three game streak where he had yes like basically two triple doubles and another seven assists but
2: yeah his assists have dropped down to 4.4 I think at one point they were over f- five for the season but um you know I-, I would love to see him get eight assists I think you need to find other ways to get into the paint even when defenses really load up there and of course it also would really help if he you know played with guys who could finish and like let's say Serge was there instead of uh Baines I think Pascal's assist would really just go up just by function of the fact that he has someone who can pass it to who can score and usually the double is coming from the center too so that really hurts Pascal um next question also about Pascal this is from bye bye baby um Pascal's offense looks completely different against good teams versus against the magic Slash kings our good defender is able to shut him down uh in his post-ups and pick and roll to near zero effectiveness um I mean, I can't. Okay, I think the issue right now is Pascal can't beat a double team. Good teams can double you and then rotate. Yeah, which we see with the Raptors quite quite often defensively. Now the
1: Raptors can't even seem to rotate, but it's that's another story.
2: Yeah. Well, they do it (laughs) half the time. Half the time the Raptors are a great defensive club. The other half the time they give up like 130 points to the, the Pacers. Yeah. But no, I think Pascal needs to develop more moves. I think the fact that he's pretty much abandoned the jumper of the last few games has really hurt. Because, I mean, he's also... It's also hurting that he's shooting like four for 30 in his last 33s, which... Uh, well, what? Me,
1: That's like... He's
2: at like 12%? Not for the season. Uh For the season, no, he's at 24%. <laughs> <laughs> I know, this is tough. This is tough. All right, so Pascal, over the last nine games... Is shooting thirteen percent from three. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, uh, you know, maybe Pascal. Pascal gotta make like. How does he climb the mountain to be an all star
2: again? I I mean I think a go back to like a non bubble environment. I think that that would help him a lot. Um, yeah, I think. If he played with some better teammates, I think that would help him, which is normal. Obviously that helps everybody. Um, yeah. and then probably just expand the skill set and, and really hone the jumper. The jumper seems to have made a lot of progress incrementally and then it seems to have completely fallen off. So until Why he finds the, the rhythm on his jumper. Yeah.
1: Why have the Knickers hired Rico Hines to be around the team all the time?
2: Man, Rico's not relocating from Sacramento and <laughs> California where he's based out of to come to here just for Pascal. Like I mean maybe if he paid him that much money, but no, the Raptors are fine. Development people. No, I know. I'm
1: just teasing. Yeah, I hope Pascal figures it out. It's been that's been. Um, it's kind of lost in the broader bad feeling around the team that this has been a tough calendar year for Pascal.
2: But yeah. Um. Unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, we're pulling for the guy, I, man. I don't know. He Does sounds really sense? sad in all the post game interviews.
1: Does it make Does sense he... to shut him down? Like, what's going on with the groin?
2: I don't know man. I
1: know then you're like really punting on the season and that's kind of No, you're you're
2: definitely punting on the season, man. Yeah, it's... yeah,
1: and that's like naked tank, naked tanking and that I'm I'm wondering from your perspective like what's the issue with the groin? Is it that severe that maybe he Alex took get some kind of surgery or like what what is going on? It seems to take him out it's taken him out twice this year so far. Um
2: I mean he probably has like good days and bad days with it. He seems to really be prioritizing his his body. Like he got a whole medical team basically uh, around him. Um, so what a flex! I, I know, right? Seriously, I, always wonder, I got- always wonder with these athletes too. Like you know, there's a limited supply of uh, of medical practitioners in, in, in any given.
1: Yeah, are you country? just getting a but a bunch of like uh, guys what? who went to med? Never mind. I don't want to disparage anybody's medical education. One that I could,
2: uh, you know, yeah. And in any case, case I, I, I I don't know if the if the, if the teams were willing to play him and he, he's willing to play, then it is what it is. So
1: I just wonder, like, how severe is this issue because me too. Yeah. That it began like the groin issue began last January, and he's kind of not
2: been good since then. Well, he's he does rely Pascal a lot. on – He relies a lot on athleticism, explosiveness. Yeah. And yeah, a groin uh, is a lot very of, important towards a lot of, of
1: posterior chain movement. I'm sure some physiotherapists were like that's actually the anterior chain. i
2: okay not man. Um next one from Sean. Who has more upside, Utah or the slim duck? This is every
1: week somebody says who has more upside than Chris Boucher? And Chris Boucher has more upside than any of these people. Chris Boucher it's, does have a lot of upside. That's, it's just kind of like it's pretty like disrespect like i know that chris looked really bad at times with the raptors and looked like a guy who you know didn't have much upside
2: mm-hmm.
1: but he has more upside than stanley johnson and Utah watanabe
2: yeah well i mean look i, I think Utah and stanley are well, i mean in this case Utah is a better defender than chris yeah. but i think chris might make a bigger impact on the whole, just because he's so much more a deterrent with his um with the shot blocking I think Chris plays a harder position defensively um, at center. And, of course, that is an issue because that's the only position he really can play. Um, I mean, I guess he could play power forward, but really he's going to guard Biggs. And Biggs kind of body him a little bit. But, um, no, I mean, he could score, though. That's That's the thing. And I think, like, as much as we're excited about Utah, like, we can be realistic about, like... It's nice because it's, like, found money, but, you know, it's also... you're not paying your
1: rent with fine money
2: no and he's again he's been great like he has been great in his role but his role is to like literally come in and hustle like Nick Nurse said if he scores as a bonus this guy called him DeMontis bonus man this guy this guy guy said you're averaging like four points a game and like you know what like it's great like he had a career high 12 points man like honestly when Chris has 12 points we don't even talk about it so it's come on it's it's still Chris as much as I like you to
1: how about Utah,
2: yeah, he's on the right path. Utah pack,
1: has though. like, yeah, Utah has a different kind of upside. I hope that he's around the team for a while. He seems like he could be a yeah. I I'd, I'd,
2: I'd be happy if he signed the, the next Stanley Johnson deal, like two years, nine million. Like, yeah. I, I think he has a role to play. So
1: but when we sign, when we sign Stanley to the like norms, to... norms cap space.
2: I don't know about that. Uh maybe maybe we I, I <laughs> honestly you could probably signed the same deal again to be honest. I think I would be fine with that too. Next question from Jay, Jay Rosales. Um how many potential playoff foes would you trust Baines to start against? So Orlando? They're not making the playoffs. I mean, they got they, they would have made the playoffs with all their guys healthy. They cuz they did have some decent players. Um but it seems like they're going to really slip They've lost 11 of the last 13 games. It's a it's a tough it's a tough time for them.
1: Imagine Joel Embiid and Aaron Baines. That would be
2: just... <laughs> just
1: Hey, no listen. One have no played each other Aaron.
2: in the past. Aaron Baines has. I'm pretty sure Aaron Baines is one and zero in terms of playoff uh, series wins. Um, against the Sixers. I'm pretty sure the Celtics beat the Sixers. Oh, sure,
1: but yeah. that that's, that has more to do with uh, a mis <laughs> misfired c- confetti cannon than Aaron Baines.
2: Yeah. Uh, uh... Okay, so Brooklyn, definitely no. <laughs> How many minutes do you think you're play against Brooklyn, man? <laughs> Yo, Kyrie's going to have to like burn the sage after, after those minutes, man. It's going to be bad. Do
1: you, are they going to... I guess if you if like DeAndre Jordan isn't playing playoff minutes for the Nets.
2: I mean, even if he does, bro, you can't have Aaron <laughs> Bates guarding KD and Kyrie and James Harden in the pick and roll over and over again. It's I don't I don't and to be fair, you can't have any of the raptor centers doing that. The only guy I'm not trusting that is Stanley. Yeah. But yeah.
1: Is this for like is there anyone?
2: Uh, I mean this, for okay, Cavs. the Pacers Pacers you can do it Pacers you can do it he did a good job against the Pacers okay yeah like Cavaliers? and we're talking like 10 to 15 minutes yeah Cavaliers yes if they make the playoffs you you can play Aaron Baines against the Cavs you could probably play Aaron. you can play Aaron Baines against the Heat probably because you know I thought he did a pretty good job against Bam but he wasn't yeah I guess but I mean realistically are you going to close any of these games no you're not no but that's probably about it they're not playing them against the Celtics um, Hornets not really I don't even know if they'll make it Atlanta maybe if Clint Capella gets like 20 rebounds a game and people start complaining oh man we drafted Bruno over this guy Yeah.
1: is Br- Has Bruno signed somewhere or is he uh still in the wilderness still in the old wilderness baby again let's... you think it's a wrap for
2: Bruno? No, it's not necessarily a wrap. He's such a young man, but, um, you know, just make sure you know when the OSAP deadline is. Um, next one from Shanda. Uh, which which Baines is the real Baines, the first five games or the last five games? Can we expect this increased production to continue? Um, same question for Boucher. Um, I think Boucher will be better than this. I think the last few games, he's not been as energized. I th- I've, I've, I've act- think, yeah, what do, you, what do you think about Boucher?
1: He, act- like, Chris Boucher had like three bad games and he bounced back at the beginning of last week. Like he looked good in the yeah. second Pacers game, then he went back down. I think he's, yeah, he came out of the gates, you know, like a house on fire. Um, And he's, that's fallen off a little bit and that's okay. That's to be expected. He's a bit, you. he's a bit better than he's been the last couple of games. Um, And for Baines, I don't know. I have no idea. I do not trust Aaron Baines at all. I think that he, I, obviously he can't be as bad as he was to start the season. That's what's like no. Well, he weird. wasn't
2: even getting. In, he wasn't even getting minutes. He got benched for yeah. Alex Len, who got cut.
1: Yeah, like who Aaron Baines was at the very beginning of the season is not an NBA pro. Um, yeah, I, I would say he's more like the last five games, and he. I don't know if he's going to get much better than the last five games, which is. You can play him with a straight face. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Well, I think he's had better matchups, which definitely helped. Um, It's going to keep his defensive viability on the floor. Like, I thought he did good against Vucevic. He did well against Sabonis. He did well against uh, Bam. So, right away, those are are some pretty promising signs. But, again, not every team has those kind of guys. But I think the thing I want to highlight is that Aaron Baines, for his career – uh is a 51.7 percent two point percentage shooter uh he's at 51.8 percent from two this year so right along career average um he's shooting the three at 23 percent his career is at 31 percent so yeah maybe he can shoot the three better but like he, it's not like he's a prolific three-point shooter um and he's averaging 5.9 points per game for his this season in fifty in a. Uh, in 18 minutes a game for his career, he averages 5.9 points in, uh, you know, six 16 minutes per game. So I, I, he's on the whole, this is kind of what Aaron has been. He, the one outlier is that last year with Phoenix, he did really have a really nice year, career high in scoring, um, rebounding, uh, threes made, and things like that. But um, I think honestly, like the the rhythm in which he played last year with the Suns, I think him and Ricky Rubio had a really good combination. A lot of chemistry, and I don't think Baines has chemistry with anybody in the roster. Seems like lately, Fred's found him for a couple of dives to the basket, mm-hmm. but it's not like that's like unstoppable by any means. It's not like, you, oh my god, I, I don't know how to shut down Aaron Baines, you know. So it kind of this is just what he is. I, I think, uh, yeah, somewhere right in the middle between the first five and the, and the last five.
1: I like it. Yeah.
2: All right, more questions. Um, Matt Suzuki, asks, uh, Do you think Malachi Flynn would benefit from a stint with the nine hundred five? He's got an NBA ready skill set. Just seems to be a bit jittery when he adjusts to speed, IQ, etc. at the NBA. Uh, I think absolutely, and I think honestly, for us as fans, if you get, you know, if you, if you get into the G League, which honestly, it's not, it's not bad, right? If, if they're all going to be empty arenas way that. It, honestly, it's not a bad product to watch if you have a little extra time. I would be very interested to see what Malachi would look like if he can play 30 minutes and start and run a team and make decisions like that. I think the biggest adjustment for him is the speed because he's making – for a guy who was so steady in college, He's he looks like he's there's he's always looking over his shoulder, expecting a defender to be there or blocking a shot, and he's just yeah. rushed his, his timing and stuff. So I would – yes, the answer is yes. I would love to see him in the 905. five. <laughs>
1: But isn't it, I guess, no, I guess that just is the the transition. I think that like there are legitimate complaints, like why is this guy who was a four-year player and was sort of touted as being NBA ready in all these respects, struggling so much with the intensity of NBA games? And I don't know, I guess there are just some things you can't be ready for until you're there, which is, just, I don't know, kind of like a weird surprise.
2: It is a bit of a weird surprise, but just because uh, a college level, like like an experienced college player, comes to the NBA, isn't ready immediately, is I don't think it's necessarily something that like rules them out for their career. Like Fred, for example, as, as a rookie, shot thirty five percent from the field, averaged three points, barely played when he came in, wasn't really sure what he was doing. Um, you know, of course, it's a big difference. He's getting was, called was, Beaver Fred Warrior was, on Twitter. Uh, that was uh, someone else who uh, I later come to respect. Um, but anyway, <laughs> the, wow, damn, damn! I gotta delete the rest of my my Twitter from like 2018 um, and, and previously because it's it's incriminating. Um, Delon was 23 years old when he was a rookie, averaged four points. You know, wasn't anything spectacular. Kind of looked a little bit lost. You know, Norm, kind of the same deal. So. You know.
1: Norms care. rookie season. What an experience.
2: Bro, that playoff series though. That playoff series. That
1: that, that playoff moment.
2: That playoff moment was incredible. So
1: shout out to Who who's the uh pacer who had his ball, his hand his hand on the ball when the timer expired? No, Rod,
2: it wasn't oh, Rodney, was Oh yeah, it? Solomon Hill. Solomon Hill, yeah. Solomon Hill, yeah. Shout,
1: shout out to, to Solomon that Solomon man. I could probably save the franchise.
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely, absolutely, man. There's like maybe like three skin cells still clinging onto the basket. <laughs> it was unbelievable um,
1: yeah
2: and i was there uh jeff lowe asks uh would you give up a first round pick or norm to get a proven center preferably on the younger side baines and boucher are fine for 15 minutes um i definitely wouldn't give up a first round pick I Think raptors first yeah but round norm, pick norm's definitely
1: yeah yeah
2: What i trade norm i mean i guess it depends on the you know
1: it depends on the guy it depends on what you want out of the season Depends on how much fun you think it would be to have Evan Mobley on this team. The Raptors can't do it unless they shut down Pascal, but maybe Pascal gets shut down.
2: What, do, you think you could, do you think
1: Raptors fans have the composure to like live through a 21 season?
2: Okay, here's the thing. The real issue is, as fans, we got real used to winning and stuff like that. Right, So it's going to be a little hard to follow the team when they lose, which is natural. That's the same for everybody. I think what's unique about the Raptors situation is that, as a fan base, we have talked so much shit and got so cocky <laughs> over the last few years. We can't go back. You can't talk shit and go back. That that's that's really the lesson here. And um, yeah, I think that's probably what, the the thing that people are going to struggle with: to to humble ourselves. And we so, have gone, we have grown very, very incredibly not humble.
1: But you don't think if the if the organization clearly punts the season. Like, I, I don't know, the Pascal groin thing, it's just been, it's weird that it's bothered him for a year. Like, that seems like something's something needs to get figured out. And maybe it's not the issue and his issues are more, the responsi- like, responsibility is not playing in Toronto, whatever, whatever. But if that is a fact, that something is structurally wrong with Pascal's groin right now, mm-hmm. he needs to sort that out. I think I'm prepared to, like, you know. I can watch other stuff happen this season in the NBA and the Raptors reload with it. I don't know. I just, I'm sure Kate's going to say welcome to the bandwagon, but I don't know. It's something about this team seems like not right. And maybe, maybe shutting a guy like Pascal down to see if that improves things, to, um, if the right move, you're not ready for it. You don't think, do you no, think of that course that's not, the Man, I, ha- or,
2: I have to watch all the games. This and I need people to tune into the content, which uh, it's gonna be a lot harder if they keep losing. Which uh, you know, we might, I yeah, I don't know. Yeah, look, listen, just... writers are very gonna, are very rarely going to be pushing for uh Tank. tanks because it we are affected tangentially, not even tangentially, for sure. r- 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 by association. But well, people, and, you know, people love you too much to not uh, I don't like, know, subscribe, man. comment. I, I don't know, it I don't know about that. You know, <laughs> I hope so, but I, I doubt it. Uh next one from John. Nick seems way angrier to me this season, even when I even when they win. Is this a cause for concern or am question. I reading too much into it? Uh and he also adds, or is he the same as always and just not wearing glasses?
1: <laughs> no. Nick Nurse does seem really angry all the time now. It's oh great. man, he's I don't know if it's the I'm Florida I don't that.
2: know if it's the Florida sun or or what it is, but this man is uh a, a deep magenta for 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 most times the <laughs> camera pans magenta. over i would just wish the only thing i
1: wish nick would change is uh the way he wears his mask <laughs> you mean what he
2: doesn't and, yeah like it's this, just, this guy it, operates it, the mask like you operate a walkie-talkie you just you, <laughs> <laughs> you hold it off to speak like what the hell man but it's probably yeah. hard to like y'all the officials with the mask on let's be real
1: yeah nick nurse has been on one but he's kind of been on one since the bubble last year
2: yeah that's true Man was
1: playing... Uh, man with a six-man on defense against the Celtics.
2: I, hey, listen. All hands on deck. I appreciate that. If I were a coach, that's, I would do that absolutely.
1: That's why he doesn't have the mask, because it would be a tell. Yep. Tatum would know he has a mask and can't pass him the ball. Yep. Was it Tatum that passed the ball, or is it... Yeah, it was Tatum.
2: It was Jason Tatum. He, he looked at uh, Nick Nurse in a deep magenta uh, polo and passed it right to him. You see Tatum hit
1: that... Uh, Shot at the end of the Lakers Celtics
2: game. Yeah, man, he's he's so I, good. I hate the fact that the Celtics are this good and that I actually really like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Uh, yeah, and like, Kemba. That, honestly, I like Kemba too. Like it, it's annoying that I have to like that team. It's players, like not that team. shot making is it's stupid, man. So it's so good. It's it's absolutely stupid, and the fact that they always play really well against superstars it, it freaks me out. Yeah, because that's, like that's the number one get, sign of a good playoff team.
1: Whenever he starts to get the whistle, I remember that game that they had oh, last yeah, season that's right. yeah, yeah. where the Celtics should have won that game. And then it was just like, OK, LeBron, go to the free throw line for the next seven minutes. I was pretty upset. And I, I'm i like, I'm a LeBron guy. But when he gets the, that kind of whistle where they can be up two with six minutes left in the fourth quarter and then win a game like and then just. Parade of free throws for the rest of the game, they're going to be a problem. I kind of, I mm. yeah, it's just the name on the front of that jersey, really can't stand
2: it. It's unbelievable, man. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's really th- and the fan base too, but you know what it is next question. Um, we're going to race through a couple more. Um, JDG asks, uh, Raptors, Heat, and Mavericks are all off to disappointing starts. They were also the last three teams in on Yanis. Is this a coincidence? um yes yeah, clearly <laughs> the heat have different circumstances the Mavs had like half a team out with COVID also their team just maybe the Mavs are kind of a maybe because they didn't really improve their team very much and I think they probably wanted to keep spots open for Giannis um obviously that did affect the Raptors because the Raptors tangentially lost um some of their centers because of this pursuit but uh no the, I think what the heat is just you know Jimmy's been out you know guys have been out once once they're back you see the tyler hero
1: thing on saturday night he's like yeah you know um, oh. the person i live with was exposed to covid hopefully i don't have to quarantine <laughs> what the hell is going on with basketball <laughs>
2: uh does he live with
1: i think he just lives with his like fiance or something he's like what
2: do you mean fiance he's like 20 years, he's like his girlfriend old. i don't know whatever he lives with his partner was it the one that he brought to the bubble i don't know you're more on top of this stuff than i am i
1: just know that he in a post game said that the person he a person he lives with tested positive and he hoped that doesn't mean he has to quarantine which on how on what planet does someone that you live with having covid (laughs) mean you don't have to quarantine
2: yeah no he's he's yeah I, i don't know man the nba might find a way around it the nba has really just been like you know, s- screw it. We're we're really just the NFL with better branding at this point. Um and, and a worse product, let's be real. <laughs> uh anyway, I sent you a I sent you a link. I think that's that's uh, I, I, that's who he's referring to. Um yeah. next question. Um this question is from Sheldon. So far, which Raptors bench lineup has been your favorite? Josh, I feel like you you're not very happy with the bench, so I would love to hear this from you. Give me your favorite Raptors bench lineup. I don't have any like five man stats, but it's like no. Forget forget the five man stats. This is just who you like, man. There, this is like was going a... to Mandarin buffet. This it's I don't really care. I mean, which by the way, I don't think it will ever happen again, unfortunately. But to um, cool. you know, no, Mandarin. You're not, you're not picking like the best food, man. You're just you know you're getting like it's like watermelon with um, fried rice. It's the the most insane thing. Anyway,
1: there was kind of a I feel like I remember seeing Kyle Stanley, Utah, Chris, and. I I want to say Nor- it was a shooter. Was it a Norm or Fred? It may have been Fred. And that five-man unit looked pretty good. I don't think that you can do a f- five-man unit that is watchable on television with <laughs> Kyle, without Kyle Lowry. Mean, Fred? Fred and the bench has been so bad. It's like...
2: It's been tough, yeah.
1: I don't understand it. Because he knows what to do. I just... That's been really, well, really okay. rough...
2: To, to Fred's credit, every team just traps him when he's playing with <laughs> the bench. They're like, we don't respect bench, any yeah, of the other everyone... guys. We're trapping you like yeah, you're Steph. I don't care. You're basically Steph, relatives to these guys. So
1: that's true. So Fred in the bench really hurts my eyes. Mm. Kyle in the bench, Kyle and like Kyle, Norm, um, Chris, and then two of the deeper bench guys looks okay.
2: Yeah. Anything
1: I mean... other than that? You need a balance of starters for the team to look competent.
2: Yeah. I would very – I'd be very curious to see what a non-point guard lineup for the Raptors looks like where Pascal is forced to play point. Uh, Or like let's say you have have Bembry out there. It's like Bembry, you have Norm, you have uh, Utah. you have Stanley, and then you have Pascal. I just want to see what that looks like. I just, I just, out of weird curiosity, I'm not saying it'll work. I'm not saying it's good. I'm well, advocating for the, it, but I just want to know. Nick,
1: yeah. Nickers will certainly give it to you.
2: That's the thing I'm kind of pissed off with
1: Nick, but he's got to figure out this like rotation. Cause he's like, he's like jerking around Paul Watson and I don't like it. Like mm. as somebody, I'm not even investing in Paul Watson, just look to Kelsey, but seeing what's happening to him is like, this is kind of gross. Like this guy, you're, you don't trust him enough to really be searching but you keep putting them out there for variable amounts of time with all different lineups. You shouldn't have, you shouldn't know this stuff in practice. I don't, I don't like it. I feel like Paul Watson was supposed to have a be, a more clear development year, and
2: it's he's been let down by the organization, in my opinion. I wouldn't really go that far. I mean, I, I don't know if anyone's owed anything necessarily. I, I do see what you're saying though, like, because the other game he came in for 10 seconds like and it wasn't like at the end of the game like he came in for 10 seconds and then left like I don't know what happened did Nick call the wrong guy off the bench it's a little strange that's a little unfair to a guy but no I think he's getting the Matt Thomas uh, of last season treatment which is just like yo there's a we need a situation here for a three two for one situation coming to the game and he's actually done that quite well he's uh what is Paul Watson shooting on three for the season man it's it's real high five for seven so you know, he's uh, he's getting the Malcolm... Actually, not even Matt Thomas minutes. He's getting Malcolm Miller minutes, but uh, he's, yeah. he's been fine. Um, that relates to a question that I got from the DM. Um, salute my guy, Michael Chandler. Um, hope all was well. Uh, Chandler asked, uh, Nurse... Um, what do you ask about Nurse? Should Nurse have more defined rotations at this point? For example, I've noticed Bembry is very effective off the ball when Lowry is the primary ball handler. Let's see more of that less random stuff.
1: Yeah, no, Benbury's been good. I think he's gonna push uh, TD two out of the rotation. I think it's like
2: Nick seems to really, really want to give TD minutes. Like a, I,
1: yeah, but I, I think, I think Benbury's showing enough that it might happen for a game because he can't play four different shooting guards every night. No, he can't. Like with Norm back, Norm gets minutes. Then there's then Benbury would get less minutes. I think there's a game where you can switch them, and Benbury will be the guard after norm off the bench yeah. not td2 and who knows
2: well and macaw's, I think that's gonna uh, macaw's apparently uh trending in is the he, right direction is actually. he doing contact or still no he's just kind of but he's on the court doing some minor i guess non-contact stuff so we'll see you guys happens. don't watch practices do you no i wish we could i would definitely love to watch that but no there's no way man you know i would just clip all those clips and put them on twitter and then you know i can imagine I'm, the I'm, first I'm, time they do it
0: I'm too thirsty <laughs> I know, when the, first when time the Raptors I
2: played the, the the intra-squad game in Quebec City at training camp I literally set up a periscope oh <laughs> in goodness. a corner of University of Laval for like 10 minutes and I was like what am I doing man am I jeopardizing you, my career to do this can't you imagine Kyle Lowry
1: like six minutes into the game spotting the camera walking over toweler affixed to the top of his head and then just like knocking the camera over <laughs> keeping it moving
2: absolutely and also <laughs> putting the middle finger in the camera as well. So um, the other question I got from the DM was not a question, but uh, someone last week wanted to ask about Matt Thomas, but he got to the question. Then <laughs> this week he just said, "I, I just want to apologize for my Matt Thomas standship. You don't have to. It's not your fault. It's not <laughs> Matt's fault. It is, is what it is, man. I mean, you know, we all we all have try to have fun with it. Man,
1: know. Corey Joseph put him in, bro,
2: in hell, man. Ah. Uh, <laughs> That hurt me personally. Uh, like when I watched on um, back-to-back possessions too, you know, cause I went back and watched the tape and I got so mad. I made a whole video about it. And one possession Utah was guarding buddy healed out top on the ball. No disadvantage, nothing. You could trust buddy. To, you can trust um, Utah to, to cover that assignment. Matt Thomas, for some reason was standing directly behind <laughs> Utah. Like he was next in line, next in line to get a school dance. Like, like, bro, what are you doing? man? <laughs> like what are you doing like why what explain that uh anyway so that has been unfortunate but you don't have to apologize look listen matt will have this moment once again every rapper will have their moment once again um except for alex Lynn, apparently and uh you know it's it's, it's all good so don't apologize man uh, i look forward to talking more matt but right now yeah matt, matt's down bad uh, absolutely um <laughs> in terms of so i have three miscellaneous questions to race through before we get to our signature segment malachi's missions um this one from burning books says not a question so much as more french pizza toppings please uh you know
1: uh you know uh uh, champignon
2: yeah um man honestly this is tough what else did we have what, to What did we say last week? Like like obviously Fromage. Uh de Jambon. Oh yes. We oui. I love De Jambon. Honestly, you know, the most embarrassing moment. First of all I obviously don't profess to speak uh French or Spanish. Absolutely not. Um, uh, but I, I, I landed in Quebec City uh last year for a training camp and I got into the Uber, and that the man uh was uh, clearly a francophone. And he he asked for my name and I was like And I want to say yes. And I knew how to say yes in French. It's very simple. Oui. But for some reason, my mind immediately jumped to C. And he was like, in English, in in a very heavy accent in English, that's Spanish. And I I just felt so embarrassed. I felt so embarrassed, man. It was uh, was, was real tough. But no, I, I, you know. That's probably the extent of a, the, the French pizza we can we can order. It's probably a Hawaiian Though, pizza. I
1: remember learning de crevette, which is shrimp, yes. and I remember going home and asking whether people put shrimp on pizza. And She's like, <laughs> you know, some folks do.
2: Wait, wait, like, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Who was doing that?
1: I don't know. We had what? to learn. Shout out to Miss Goldberg, Madame Goldberg, oh, teaching yeah. us oh, about, but Shout Madame Mr. Goldberg. Cease. The thing with Madame Goldberg, as you might know, if you're familiar with the last name Goldberg, she would never put shrimp on her pizza.
2: It's not yeah. kosher. Yeah, yeah. What is going on? No, but I, no, but for real though, that's actually throwing me off. I've never seen someone put shrimp on a pizza.
1: Me neither. I'm sure you know somebody out there. It'd be so overcooked if you made it and whatever.
2: Yeah, I'm, yeah. No, I'm, I'm good. With that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, unfortunately we don't really speak French uh, or Spanish for that matter. Next one from uh, fresh Prince of balling. Um, what do you think about Raptor fans being toxic and ungrateful, blaming Messiah and Bobby for the team record? Um, they won a championship building a great team and completely changed this franchise around. Um, I mean, I think you could criticize them for the current situation of the team. It's not a great yeah, team that's on the floor. And yeah. I think, you know, that's fine. But um realistically, if you're ungrateful, then I mean you might just be an ungrateful person when, in which case that happens. But also I think probably a lot of the fan base is very young and they haven't seen what it looks like on the other side. And it's they're probably expecting it all always to be amazing. And it's realistically, life doesn't go like that. So I don't know, man. I think for the most part, Raptors fans absolutely adore Masai and Bobby. It's not even close. Even the season one, <laughs> the team is is what it is. You know. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's um, it's just a bad. It's just down year. I guess if you were, if you could, ju- if you wanted to justify, you know, anger at Messiah and Bobby, it's that we don't know if they're staying. So it's kind of like if you and your significant other. You knew that you were like headed towards a breakup, mm. and then there's like a minor offense, but you use it as like a reason to have a big argument, just yeah, because yeah. you're like done with the relationship, or you don't feel secure in the relationship.
2: Yeah, maybe that's a uh, to fight.
1: Yeah, maybe that's the justification for some Raptors fans acting out probably too generous but yeah you know, let's
2: also if you want if you want them to be replaced um which i don't know why but if you do like who are you replacing them with that's that's better than what they're what uh what uh you know they have done like come on man so it's very true it's uh ridiculous all right uh last question before we get to our signature segment uh pb formello uh is there if there was a raptors royal rumble who would be the last remaining five
1: this is an impossible question that I can't. I, um, so you basically like a royal, uh, five people?
2: Yeah.
1: No, okay, no. Uh, the top,
2: yeah, oh, the last five. Okay. Yeah. So the whole team will be in the arena, as I understand it from watching, like uh, I don't know, SmackDown in two thousand and eight with uh, Rey Mysterio. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So every all all seventeen guys or sixteen guys on the roster um, go into the ring and fight at the same time, and winner is the last man standing. So I would put Kyle Lowry because you can't fuck with I, him.
1: Absolutely, OG and Ano because he's the clearly the strongest guy on the team.
2: Well, you know, honestly, Aaron Baines might be stronger than, but Aaron Baines is, and OG are both in the top five. Let's be real; Baines is going to be in there. I guess Baines, yeah. I, um, Baines looks you, like a wrestler you, too. <laughs> Utah, Utah will be. By, in the wait, top hold five. on. I don't know about that.
1: I don't think Utah will ever give up.
2: I guess so. Yeah, you're right. The, the tenacity is is important. Also,
1: in your interview with Utah, he talked about playing a lot of sports and I feel like opposed to the very, like highly specialized American AU type athlete, he played a lot of different stuff as a young person. You so he might actually uh, know how to
2: his wrestle. Badm- a bit? His, his badminton and the ping pong skills well, are going to come in. I think here? he like
1: kn- I think he like I would I would I would bet that Utah has more wrestling experience than um i
2: don't know stanley for example oh by the way stanley is definitely in the top five too
1: stanley is my last because stanley looks like he knows how to fight
2: uh yeah i think so i i I feel like fred finds some way to make it in there but it's also unrealistic i think the size i don't know yeah um yeah but but
1: uh fred i would you know the bet on yourself thing he might like you know
2: uh, uh, can we agree that Jalen Harris is going to be the first guy out? They're just going to like <laughs> they're going to make him say "We the North" and it's going to be disqualified for some reason.
1: Yeah, he'll be out fast. Norm, I don't think Norm wants the nah, action.
2: Norm, I don't, I, I don't think so. No,
1: I think Norm will just say like "I'm good" and then like step out right. Like he'll see what happens to Jalen Harris and say, "Guys, I'm good. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna go I'm mentor gonna, him." Yeah, I'm gonna go depart. Um, who else would have an amusing exit? Uh, da,
2: da, da. I don't know. So, wait, who's your top five? I have the same top five as you. I think it's pretty objective. I think, um, Kyle is going to be the, my number one pick, probably yeah. a, the eventual winner somehow. he's going to like Kyle's finishing move is going to be like he sits on someone's face, um, <laughs> or something involving his, his, his apparently. Um, I mean, you just ask Aaron Gordon anyway. So, Kyle Larry, okay, Aaron Baines, number two for me, uh, OG Stanley. Yeah and then um i wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna pick utah but i feel like you, you talked me into it i think the persistence is really important
1: and I I, I I genuinely believe he's probably done the most
2: wrestling of any of those guys all right so fine we'll, we'll put utah in there yeah all right so there you go those your those your raptors uh, royal rumble um to, to end the show we have malachi's mission um our flagship segment realistically Malachi's mission should be to go to the nine Oh five and, and like just like, dominate for a stretch. The bubble is coming up soon. Um, you know, you have Nick Stauskas there. Um, you know, I think, you know, Jalen Harris will be there. Honestly, if Malachi went down there, I'd be really interested to watch some games. It won't just be Blake watching the, Blake and Kelsey watching the nine Oh five. Like it, it might actually be some real people watching it. So um, in terms of numbers. So yeah, um, yeah, I would actually recommend Are that there, is there, more than anything is, else.
1: If they a plan to stream the games on, like,
2: They would, one of the, I mean, you could just watch them on Facebook and stuff. And I think you can watch them on the G League website as well. I, I remember watching Stanley Johnson, Matt Thomas, and I believe O'Shea when the three of them went down to the G League last year. And let me tell you, Stanley stood out and so did Matt Thomas. It's a very, very distinct um, difference happy for stanley me too but anyway do you have a a um the only thing
1: the thing that i i it's a it's a product recommendation this week only because that's truly impressed me um hopefully available at a local grocery near you are frankie's organic clouds they're a canadian like (laughs) corn puff they're very delicious and it's like you know gmo canadian owned Mm. um if you're looking for like a a you know, a snack. I just really liked it. And I was uh, preparing for the show. I'm like, what's something that, like, normally I just recommend, like, books and TV shows that I watched mm-hmm. and um, thought this time around I'd give a recommendation to something that anyone could pick up at local grocery store? Frankie's Organic Plus. Uh, I've really enjoyed the jalapeno and white cheddar flavors.
2: All right. Well, <laughs> listen, um, Frankie, if you're up there, <laughs> sponsored the show salute um, seriously yeah I mean I was, I was struggling with this one too I think um, I think I just did I realized I didn't watch much this week other than like sports and and like YouTube content so I might just recommend YouTube content listen if you are a, a Lord of the Rings fan um which I feel like there's a there's, there's definitely a sizable you know the uh, fan base absolutely uh,
1: lord of the rings yeah yeah absolutely, i would say right? so <laughs> yeah.
2: and as me personally i was a big lord of the rings fan more of the movies you know i read the books as well to be honest you know half the books was like poems and, and weird languages that tolkien invented which i you know you had to really really be a nerd to enjoy it but recently i found myself really enjoying the channel nerd of the rings which um is exactly what it sounds like really nerdy insightful um kind of breakdowns of lord of the rings it goes into like the similarian and all sorts of like the creation stories and not just like stories of middle earth and i've been watching a whole bunch of these um of like the complete travels of aragorn or of gandalf or whatever and honestly they're they're really well made uh I, i honestly haven't thought about lord of the rings in like a decade but but uh you know maybe maybe malachi would like to um to know the complete travels of uh i don't know man more goth, you know? So there you go.
1: I like that we've recommended what are ostensibly chips and watching YouTube, which is very true to what I think everyone this is, listening what everyone to. is, is doing to yeah. the last 11 months. Do you have a, I'm trying to convince um, my partner who I live with to do like an anniversary quarantine of thing. Like Friday the third. or so it would be September, March 13th. It's coming up in six weeks, to do something to mark one year inside because it's kind of unbelievable and, um, I don't know what I want to do. I kind of want to like make a few of the greatest hits of the meals that we made because that's all all you can do is like cook. Sucks, man. I'm really can't wait to. Bro, it's hard to to just
2: muster up that much energy to do something in the house because I've done everything in the house. So. that's tough but <laughs> you know what good luck on that good luck on that um you no know, i mean realistically I, I think you know it has been a tough time but um at least we I have can't... at least we have yeah. the near nearly 500 raptors to uh to keep us entertained
1: so i i ran into our friend jessica yesterday we were oh, both in nice. the same grocery store nice. and we were walking together to like same intersection and we were reminiscing on previous times in the pan like the pandemic when Mm. we could like sit in parks and that's like a crazy idea that i'm so deep in a pandemic i now long for earlier better times of the
2: pandemic i mean it's just winter man i mean (laughs) you know but you know know, last winter we'll be we'll be we'll be be back in the parks and stuff as long as we don't do that weird like um trinity bellwoods um situation then
1: you think the couple that made out in the park are like still together?
2: Remember um, that viral video. That sounds. nasty. You don't remember
1: this? It went like viral. Yeah, was this, everyone was it,
2: like, "Was this at Trinity Bell once?
1: Yeah, dude, it's Trinity
2: once. I don't know, man. <laughs> at least, I mean, listen. If, if you got something during the pandemic, then I'm I'm happy for you. No matter how you had it. <laughs> I don't want to be a hater.
1: If you yeah, like if you found love during the pandemic yeah we're all like from raptors of everything we're really happy for you guys <laughs> yeah on behalf <laughs> of the
2: show we would like to say congrats <laughs> uh i mean ideally you did it safely but you know all is fair and loving and, loving and disease i guess i don't know
1: yeah so long as you weren't like i don't know you didn't like meet at uh l furniture warehouse or what's the one that was like had yeah. the big maskless party? Maybe it's not Elf Furniture Warehouse. It sounds Apologize like it could that. be
2: though. It it does sound like it could be a place that markets all its food is five yeah. dollars. This sounds like the place that would host this activity. Facts.
1: Yeah. I bet they listen to this podcast.
2: But listen, I've, we need, we
1: got we we got Frankie sponsorship money. We don't need anybody else's. <laughs> I, I,
2: yeah, I, I didn't go to UFT, so I didn't I, I I didn't I didn't frequent that establishment that much. But me neither. You no. Know. In any case, Josh, this was uh, a great show. Great Monday. Raptors win. The show is lighter and questions are lighter. And um, yeah, we picked our all-stars. You know, we uh, talked about pretty much every player on the roster. Why don't people ever have questions about Fred? Like, no one asks about Fred anymore. They're, the just, like, they're just expected Fred's, to be good and solid he, every game. And he
1: has just been, he's been, you know, good and pretty solid. Yeah. The thing about Fred VanVleet is his um, generic picture on the internet is still from when he had the goatee Ooh. and i i truly hate it. It's, uh, he doesn't look like Fred.
2: Yeah, oh rookie Fred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, let's it's uh this is the Wichita Wichita State Fred, man. Yeah. This is Shocker Fred. Um he's so skinny, eh? Man, he just seems so much smaller. I don't know if he grew. Like he probably bulked up, but like he his
1: shoulders are totally different now.
2: Yeah, i, I think so. Yeah, it's pretty clear. Yeah. But um yeah, I was I was watching a clip of Utah Watanabe uh, playing with I forget which team he played for um, in college, but um, yeah, they were they were playing against Fred's team, and he got a pretty clutch stop against Fred in, in crunch time to secure some sort of college championship. So that's yeah. kind of an interesting story, maybe to see the the previous battles that the Raptors have had before they became teammates. Because uh, Nick Nurse and, and, and Chris Finch had some real, real battles in the BBL, including one play in the finals where Nick Nurse, uh, his team made like a crazy comeback to, I think, retake the lead in a championship game. Uh, it was like they were down 12 with like two minutes, and they came back and they tied and went ahead. And then Chris Finch drew up this great play for this one guy. Of uh, course, I don't remember who it was, but he like pump faked and hit this like dagger to uh, win it at the buzzer. Which I'm sure is a very painful memory for Nick, but would be kind of interesting to, to think back on the, the battles. But.
1: I'm trying to think of if there's another like obviously great matchup between. I don't know. Not they're, college. they're young, they're young yeah.
2: enough yeah. that a lot of them had played in college. Like Membree yeah. played against Utah as well. You know, Stanley probably played against many of these guys. I think maybe Pascal, honestly, Pascal and Fred probably played each other too. At some point. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Honestly, that might be my, 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 when I, when I'm talking about these 30 columns that I'm going to write, that might be like the, the 15th one. <laughs> Please read about BBL stories.
1: And then we get, then uh, not this week. Cause we will, we, we'll, we should end the show, but I want you to give me the update on Canada basketball. I feel like I tried to read about it and I'm still confused. The Olympics aren't happening or are happening. Um, are they still playing the tournament in Victoria? I think
2: I think I'm pretty sure know, yes. They're, they're your listeners
1: would be yeah. interested in getting the like Canada right. basketball update. All
2: Look right, at that's, me that's, make it that's, work that's for you. <laughs> that's column twenty five. Yeah, <laughs> but by, by that point, when when we're one I've already written sixteen articles about Kate or Evan Mobley, uh, <laughs> you know, I might have to uh, check in with Canada basketball. So, all right, Josh, thanks. Right. Thanks uh, as always, for making this time listeners thanks for always as always for um, honestly making the time uh, hopefully we entertain you in some way during the pandemic and uh, we'll be back next week to take on more questions so all right peace, peace.